Well, hello, my friends, and good Thursday morning to you. Thank you so much for being with us today. My name is Roger. Behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we are the Barnabas Bridge. This week, we've been looking at a great, really a great message that I think God is really unfolding right in front of us this week, and it's called The Evidence of Contentment. And we've based uh, the entire week on the, what Paul told Timothy in, in 1 Timothy chapter 6. As, and he listed these things and they were almost the evidence of contentment in his life. Seek godliness, righteousness, contentment, all these things, Paul says. And these are the things he listed. Flee from all the earthly things and instead pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. And I'll tell you, the verse number 12, right after that, he says... Timothy, fight the good fight. Now that statement, fight, be serious about what's going on. Don't give up. Don't shrink away. It's pertinent to all these things that he spoke of as the evidence of contentment. But maybe no, no more, none more so than what we want to look at today. And that is the portion of our faith that really exemplifies contentment and that it enables us to endure under um, really not the best circumstances sometimes. Uh, fight the good fight. Hang in there. Don't shrink away. We endure because we have contentment and confidence in what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do in us and through us, and really in the whole world. We have no worries. We have nothing that can throw our contentment off because of our faith. So where I'd like to start by today, and, and remember that we've been looking at Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith, as our supreme example of how to do these things as, they walk, as he walked to the earth. Today, how did he deal with contentment of endurance? How did he show contentment in endurance? Well, I want to go all the way back to the Old Testament in the, in the Isaiah. And what it was was several hundred years before Jesus showed up, the author and perfecter of our faith. This prophecy, prophecy was about him and what he would eventually endure for you and I. So in chapter 53, beginning in verse number 3, it says this about Jesus. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and inflicted. And I might say, but he endured. Amen? For you and I. Verse number five, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid our iniquity on him. Isn't that something? So when we talk about the endurance of the faith, none, so, none more than what we just read from the passage of what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and did for us, you and I so that we might attain righteousness before God. That is perfection in the sight of God. If you weren't here Monday, that's what we talked about. This understanding of righteousness and godliness, perfection, in fact, before God. To continue on with this understanding, we skip ahead to Hebrews chapter 12. And so if Jesus is our example, what we just read of what he endured for us, would Jesus tell us now, how we can implement this into our lives. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2, it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that, and here's where it spills into our life, here's where the grasping of enduring in the faith, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Jesus endured all those things for you and I, without losing heart, without growing weary, because of his confidence in the Father and his will. And so when we look at Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, when we use him as our example, we draw strength from that. We are contented in whatever has taken place in our life, and we're able to endure knowing that he endured himself. It's a beautiful thing. And so the question I have for you today, has God asked you to carry a heavy cross in this season of your life? I want you to know that I'm not... Um, making anything like it's a simple matter. Just pick it up and go. Just hang in there. Just endure because Jesus did. I know that that's not reality. And I know that some of you perhaps are enduring great difficulties in this season of your life. And I'm so sorry. And so what I'd hope for you not to think that I'm trying to minimize anything that you might be going through. But know full well that Jesus Christ has made the provision for all things through the cross, and through his empty tomb. So if we turn to Matthew chapter uh, 16, verse 24 through 26, I'd like to just kind of finish that up here. And this is what Jesus said when he walked the earth. He said, Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. And what he's speaking of there, and he's going to explain this in just a second, but what he's speaking of there, anyone who would seek to gain his life, who is distracted by the, wor- the, the things of this world, even the misery, even the hardest of times like Jesus endured on the cross, if that's what our focus is, then we lose focus on eternal life and we miss what is really important. If we look, seek this life, we lose the next. 26. What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet he forfeits his soul? What good is it if our streets on this side are are paved with gold, if life is a bowl of cherries, and we forget about him and the next life, the eternal life that comes? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory and with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. Folks, if you are experiencing hardship in your life right now, in the name of the Lord, if you are enduring because of your confidence in the cross, I'm praying for you and I'm hoping for the best in this world. But what Jesus says is when he comes, he knows full well of what's going on in your life right now. And he promises as you pick up that cross daily and seek contentment in him, the promise of eternal life, knowing full well that someday We'll all stand on the other side of the shores and we'll look back at this. We won't even look back at this life's sorrow, but we'll look back at this life as thankfulness of whatever he allowed into our lives, knowing full well that it was be his goodwill that brought perfection exactly the way it should have been 
exactly as he wanted it to unfold. On that day, there will be no more tears, there will be no more sorrows, and there will be no more crosses to bear. Take care, my friends. Let's say a prayer, and we'll head out into our Thursday. Father, I thank you for my friends who have listened in uh, today. And if they are experiencing a heavy cross in this particular season of their life, I ask that you uh, lighten their load on this day, on this very moment. Lord, I know that you hear our prayers, and I know that you love us well, and I know that you love us fully, and I know that your will in our life is something that is just someday going to prove remarkable. But on this day, God, I just ask that my friends uh, find some relief and some peace because you've brought in that to their life for this day. So God, we love you and we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory and we have confidence, we have contentment. So Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit, help us endure on this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Take care, my friends, and we'll see you tomorrow, God willing.